You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Winokur. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. I feel like, I don't know if you've ever not had a job, but I feel like I don't get anything done. Like, I got more done when I had a job. Does that make any yeah. sense? Like, I, like I, it's not like I'm sitting here and binging seasons of, uh, like, I still am in the middle of Succession and BoJack and all these things. I think it's... Well, I, I once had six months without a job before I had kids, so I had literally nothing to do all day. Like, you, in theory, have a family to take care of. I know, but it's bad, because the walls are closing in on stuff like that. <laughs> I think they're, same, think they're same realizing more. the jig. No, I'm saying, I think they're realizing, yeah. like, wait, you didn't have a job for how many months? And I think, I, I, like, at first, nobody said anything to me, and now it's like, my kids are like, what do you do all day? I was like, hey, pipe yeah. down, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a valid question. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's jump right into these games here. Uh, first of all, an update. Last week, uh, you bet $100 million on the Bears to cover in Detroit on Thanksgiving, and that paid off. Mm-hmm. And you bet $100, $100 million on the Buffalo Bills to cover in Dallas, and that paid off. So you are now up $1.5 billion. Unbelievable. And I, I bet $100 million on the Bengals to cover at home against the Jets, and that they won also, of course. So I'm up $767 million. So we are combined up over $2.2 billion. That's all profit, baby. It's pretty sweet. We got to start betting more than hundred. Yeah, I agree. At, at this point, I'm yeah. I'm in another. Uh, we are you know, rolling bracket. in the deep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, after last week's resounding success, uh, mostly for you, but also some good listener feedback, people asked, including non-patrons, asked if they could also participate in the guessing of the lines. So uh, that's why we are doing this on the regular pod, not on the patron feed this week. And uh, we also had like almost double the number. We had like forty something people. Uh, guess the spreads. Why? Well, if you I opened it up, where less, do where do you post them? Did you post them in the Facebook? Just group? on Facebook. Okay, just fine. on Facebook and in the WhatsApp group. So yeah, so the Facebook group is, I assume, where the non. Okay, got it. Um, All right, so that's why it's doubled because it. most people aren't patrons. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they should be. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let's jump right into these games, these Week 14 games. Uh, yet again, Dallas and Chicago playing on th- on Thursday, uh, but this time against each other. Um. Keeve, Dallas going into Chicago. Dallas has been a very public team all year. They're favored in Chicago. Uh, that surprised you. You thought Chicago would be favored here. By the way, uh, I do have to say, spoiler alert, uh, we're not going to get to the end of the podcast. I'm going to talk about it right now. The results were very different this week to last week. So I didn't beat every single person in the pool, you're saying. <laughs> uh, you, would you like to know what happened between you and me? Yes, yeah, please. Just head to please. head. And for people who don't remember, I beat you last week for the first time all season. 
Yeah. No, I think the second time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Okay. So uh, Carolina and Atlanta, we both guessed the same thing. So that was a tie. Kansas City and New England, we both guessed the same thing. We were exactly right. So that was a tie. And San Francisco and New Orleans, we both guessed uh, the correct answer. So that was a tie. Other than those three ties. Yeah. I beat you on every single game. It's funny because I was doing it. I'm like, oh, I'm really rolling. Last week I won. I yeah. bet this week I'm going to crush him. Except except for one. Uh, the Rams-Seahawks game, we both guessed the wrong team to be favored. But you guessed Rams by two. I guessed Rams by two and a half. So you were slightly closer. But overall, including ties, I beat you 15 to four this week. Wow. I will say, uh, you and you probably noticed, I went with a lot of white flag. I don't know who's going to be favored. So I'm doing a pick em so I don't miss by more than a point or two. Well, yeah, there was a lot of – so, yeah, the Chicago game, you guessed the wrong favorite. Jacksonville uh, hosting the Chargers, we both guessed Jacksonville would be favored. They're not. Uh, Oakland, you guessed, would be favored against Tennessee. They're not. Arizona, you guessed, would be favored against Pittsburgh. They're not. Yeah, so you have four, five games where you guessed the wrong favorite. Uh, each one, you guessed the home team, and the road team's actually favored. All right, so that's good to know for future use, that yep. the road team's not getting a lot of respect. Yeah, so, uh, Keith, now, you finished a total of 37.5 points off. Oh, my God. Which was, which was very bad. But middle of the pack amongst our listeners. Now, one of our listeners, and I think he did this last week also, keep, kept getting confused about the home team and the road team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lawson Campbell uh, was a total of 16 games. He was a total of 107.5 points right. off. All right. Now, so, this is every, people are learning. I've been doing this for a few years. Yeah. I should no, but better. I don't, again, I, don't, I think he, he had Denver favored by six and a half in Houston. He had so he had Washington favored by eight in Green Bay. He had Detroit favored All by right. five so and a half in So Minnesota. he's actually, he's, so, he's, yeah, I think he's feeling up the form wrong. That's fine. Yeah. Right. You don't so, have to throw uh, everyone yeah. under the bus here. Oh, I will throw him under the bus. And by the way, Amir Bednarsh, mm-hmm. who did a great job last week, mm-hmm. he finished third to worst this week, 84 points off. Okay. Did you win? And um, and I'm just looking. Oh, and he also, by the way, he made the same mistake because he has, he has Denver favored in Houston, Washington favored in Green Bay, Detroit favored in Minnesota. So, and he had, uh, yeah, so Amir, uh, 84 points off with three. Uh, What's the uh, best uh, number you've ever seen doing one of these things? And it's tricky because some weeks okay, there's 13 so, so, games. So, I, yeah, so I, I was a total of 19 points off. I had a good week. I beat Sal. I beat Simmons. I beat you by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I beat all of our listeners except for two. Number one was the professional gambler, Brett. Who finished only fifteen and a half points yeah. off, and he didn't even pick the tennis. The only Oakland thing about Brett is, I like I, he definitely doesn't cheat, but he just like I feel like he's like betting on week fourteen games and week six, mm-hmm. like so he sort of knows his friends yeah. even so if he doesn't know. Yeah, um, he didn't. He actually missed the pick. He didn't pick the Tennessee Oakland game, although that was to his benefit because the no pick means he was zero points. So, you know, yeah, he was uh he was fewer points. That's off a good than trick a for people. people. <laughs> Chester doesn't give you yeah, points. So. <laughs> he gives it a correct answer if you don't pick the game. No, no, I gave it a zero, oh, okay. so he's two and a half points off. Okay. Yeah. And then and then second place, I finished in third place. So Brett was in first place. And second place, beating me by a game, is a guy who I'm not very familiar with, but apparently he's my ops now. Who's this? Well, who trashed me nonstop on Renap last oh, week? Oh, John John? Yeah. He participated. He he predicted the Bucks. He's a he's a Tampa Homer, right? Mm-hmm. He pre- would you like to guess his line, his prediction for the Tampa uh, game at home against the Colts? Uh, Bucks by seven, if you're saying it like that. Bucks by thirteen and a half. Okay, that's not that's you know. Listen. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. He was ten and a half points off on that game. Yeah. And then on every other game, he was perfect. Like, so I don't know. Wow. I, I don't. I, I don't want to accuse him of anything because then he'll attack me even he more. He might. He might have. But he, he might not have uh, uh, hopped the assignment. Uh, anyway, well, you, you think the assignment was look up what the what the lines? I are? have no idea. Uh, you didn't say it was an uh, open yeah, book so, test. So, yeah, so yeah, it's it's open book if you want. Yeah, so John John finished in second. He was perfect on basically every game except being ten points off on his bucks, 
And um, yeah, I finished third. Sal was fourth. Oh, also, uh, credit to Jim Crumley, who finished uh, fifth overall mm-hmm. behind uh, Brett John John, me and cousin Sal ahead of Simmons, and a complete reversal from last week for, for Jim Crumley. So you went from, from first to worst, and Jim went from worst to uh, nearly first. Okay. So good job by Jim. All right. Uh, let, yeah, talk bad, about the games. News for uh, the so Chicago Bears yeah. are going to win out and make the playoffs. That's what we're saying, right? Well, so here's the thing. If they do that, Mm-hmm. The, and the Vikings lose to somebody else. Yes. You know, well, whose spot th- do you think they're happen. taking? If they, it would have if, to be the Vikings. It was spot. the Vikings' spot. So yeah, if they win yeah. out, if if they win out, and the Vikings lose one other game, then they will make the playoffs out of the Vikings. Now they would need the Rams to lose another game or two, also. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen though. So yeah, but um, so and I'm a little bit nervous as a Vikings fan. Now I have to say, like Vikings fans were like apoplectic after the game Monday night. Mm-hmm. Why? And it was, oh, it was, was like, well, if well, it wasn't a coin toss, it was a 51-49 game. Well, the people were disappointed in the defense. The, the, the referees obviously had a lot of egregious calls, including, you know, the, the pass interference that they didn't call on, on the ball that bounced off Diggs' face that became an interception, yeah. you know, which... Uh, the, but my, my, my issue is this. Like, honestly, going into Seattle without your number one wide receiver, without your, your superstar running back, and without your left tackle, mm-hmm. and, and, and playing, like, a game, like, that close... I mean, honestly, everybody's missing me, that a, level of player. No, they're not... What other team is missing their number? What other team that's still contending for a Super Bowl? Oh, okay, say, right. I mean, yeah, there's the garbage teams who are out of it, but what other team is missing three players of that? I mean, you know, and so I thought that was a pretty good result, honestly. Um, and and again, like Cousins, you know, Simmons keeps on harping on this idiotic comment. Oh, the Vikings, if they're up by ten, they're great, but if they're down ten, it's, it's game over for them. Like that's completely like they've had more epic comebacks than any team in the league this year. They had you know the crazy comeback against the Broncos. They had the game they were down twenty-one nothing to the Packers that they came yeah, back. Yeah, that doesn't and, make you know, sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then this game also. They were down 34-17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, the person who was with me, who will not be named, he left. My dad, who was also with me uh, to watch the game, he left. And then uh, they had another crazy comeback and, you know, very nearly could have won. Mm-hmm. So um, Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind. The only two interceptions he has since the Bears game are both balls that literally bounced off Stefan Diggs' face. Yeah. So uh, Diggs had a drop in the end zone. He had the drop that turned into the interception. He had another. I don't understand why he has so many drops. It's infuriating. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but we're not talking about the Vikings. We're talking about the Bears. We're talking about the Cowboys. So, so you think Chicago's going to win out, or was that just sort of a joke? I think it's possible. I mean, I don't know if yeah. I'm predicting it, but I think it's like a real thing we have to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm picking them to beat the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys suck. Yeah, who have the Cowboys need to show us something by beating somebody first? Yeah, who have the Cowboys beaten from outside of their division? The Lions. That's it. Right. I mean, they, they haven't beaten anybody. Uh, the AFC East is. I think ten and four against the against the NFC East. Yeah, those divisions are both very bad. Yeah, but if you're four and ten against against the AFC East, then you should That's not, not make, great. Should, yeah. There should be a level at which you don't get a playoff team, and I think I think the NFC East is nearing that level. Well, I mean, we've had teams make it at under 500. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right? Under 500, we had, maybe. We had the Panthers at 7, 8, and 1. We had the Seahawks at 7, and 9. Mm-hmm. You know, and both of those teams won their home, their first playoff game because, again, they got to play at home against an 11-win team. Yeah. We had the Broncos with Tim Tebow at 8, and 8, obviously, at home against Pittsburgh, um, which is part of the reason why I'm okay with division teams making the playoffs automatically, even if they only win six or seven games or whatever. I'm just not okay with them getting a home game over. But, and then, but then they shouldn't be in the playoffs because then they're going to lose by 30, and then, then it just does nobody any good. 
Do you know what I mean? So, like, so, from a fairness perspective, I hear what you're saying, but, like, then don't put them the in the playoffs. How is it fair that a seven-win team... Uh, well, then don't put but, them in the playoffs, I'm saying. If you're going to make them go on the well, road, then, they're going to be double-digit underdogs. They're going to lose. Like, the NBA still technically has divisions, and I don't understand why, because the divisions have literally no purpose. So why do they even have divisions at all? Philly wins the division. The Niners are going to have to cr- fly across the country on a short week. It could be a Saturday game. They might lose. Like, the Eagles could win that game. Yeah, well, as I just said, like, most of the time, these garbage four teams, these four-seed garbage yeah. teams with, you know end up winning that game but guess what the eagles are trash and they go across the country to san francisco in your scenario they lose 38 to 3 so well but hold on a second it's not a sure i mean look the eagles went into green bay and won on a thursday night a couple of months Mm -hmm. ago so it's not impossible that the eagles could do that right no uh, no i mean anyways the the goal isn't to give an advantage to the less good team by that logic we should always have the worst team. no the the nfl's goal is to give an advantage to the tv viewer do you know what I mean? Like that's it's not fairness. It's like to make money and had and by doing that by making it a more exciting game and having the good team go on the road. I mean, play you know go on the road to the bad team makes it a more even game. Yeah, it's more even, but it's just it's it's you know less fair and it's, it doesn't reflect the mm-hmm. the regular season. I am excited for this Dallas Chicago game because the Cowboys fans meltdown are always fun if they lose. The Bears fans, these are the two meltdown franchises, I think. Uh, forget the Patriots, who somehow never lose. But the two times a, w- a year they lose, it becomes a federal inquiry. But other than other than the Pats, these are the two biggest meltdown franchises, Dallas and Chicago. Well, what do you mean by meltdown franchises? Their fans just lose their marbles every time they lose a game. Everyone's getting fired. You know, every every. I mean, not with Dak, but, you know, the quarterback's got, got to go. The GM's got to go. The, the, they... This year, the, the teams handling worse losses the worst are the Bears fans and the Cowboys fans. Yeah. And you know what I it usually maybe. is? It's teams that were better last year that have slipped, but their fans don't realize. The Eagles fans are not on that list because they know that this team isn't very good. Plus, they have a yeah. Super Bowl you know, in recent memory to at least like. Yeah, the Cowboys keep blowing out their divisional opponents, and so, and so they think, oh, well, we have a good team. But then they play anyone outside the division, and they lose. And to be fair, the Cowboys were close against, you know, they were close against the Vikings. They were close against the Patriots. They played good teams close, mm-hmm. but they've lost. The Bears, you know, were so low a couple of weeks ago that I think they're a little bit underrated, which is why they're an underdog here. I'm, I'm definitely taking the Bears to win and to cover, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about those three points as a, uh, as a, as a multi, as a nine-figure bet. But haven't made up my mind. Yeah, I'm yet. picking the Bears to win also for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to Sunday. Carolina, Atlanta. A meaningless game. Uh, Carolina have fired their coach. Mm, Atlanta, Steiner. yeah, uh, may or may not fire their coach uh, to be determined. You have any takes here? Yeah, I, I mean, both these teams are pretty uh, pretty up and down. I think Carolina is is probably going to win as long as they don't quit. On, uh, I mean, he, yeah, I don't Perry Fuel Fuel Fowell. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but um, <laughs> the old the old Bills guy. He, uh, yeah. you know, if he gets them fired up and they're actually trying, they're better than Atlanta. And I think they win this game. Carolina is a weird team in that they have some really good results. They have a couple close losses, but they've also been like absolutely, you know, bulldozered by San Francisco and a couple other teams. Yeah. Well, but the San Francisco one was while they were still good. And then after, and then and then they seemed to fall apart with a couple of bad games. But then they went into New Orleans and very nearly won. Yeah. So they're hard to predict. I'm going to pick Atlanta. I've been riding Atlanta since they're by. Uh, it was working out, then it wasn't working out. I'm, I'm, I don't learn my lessons yet, so I'm going to still ride them. Baltimore at Buffalo. Very interesting game here. Baltimore, you know, driving for the one seed. And if they if they, if they they win this game, it's bad for the Patriots in terms of getting the one seed. If they lose this game, it's not impossible that the Patriots could lose their division. 
I still don't think that will happen. It's not going to happen because, yeah, who, who are the Patriots going to lose to? Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, if the Bills are good enough to beat the Ravens, then they're a legit team. So l- let's uh, rewind to last week where we both clearly yeah. power ranked and said there are eight clear tier one teams and maybe one A, one B. But there are eight clear to and we everyone said this and, you know, every power yeah. rings of every beat writer would have said the exact same thing. We weren't breaking any ground. However, yeah. a lot of people now are saying that tier is 10 teams. Right, because Houston, the, the, for us, 9 and 10 last week were Houston and Dallas. Dallas went way backwards, yeah. but the team they lost to, Buffalo, now I think you have to at least consider, like, are they really worse than, you know, I would Minnesota. put Tennessee. I would put Tennessee above a Buffalo. Okay, well, well, hold on in Tennessee, and then, but... And I'd put the Rams also above Buffalo. Well, but in, in terms of on-the-field results so far, I think Buffalo and Houston have to go ahead of those teams. No, I disagree. I mean, Buff- Buffalo had basically their first great, you know, results of the season this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I mean, right? yeah, if they beat Baltimore, obviously you will agree they're a tier one team. Sure. Let me see you beat Baltimore. I mean, what is Buffalo on DVOA? Let's see. Where are they right now? They They've shot up. up. They to, were twenty seventh, and now they're eleven. They're up to eleven. But in two weeks, okay. two weeks they had such good wins. They went yeah, through but, the whole but league. They're up. They're up to eleven. Um, where's Tennessee? By the way, Tennessee's sixteen. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Rams. Now, but Tennessee's Rams, sixteen. But I'd like to see what the Tannehill Titans are. No, D- yeah, DVOA still has the Eagles at ten. By the way, mm-hmm. so DVOA does not, and it doesn't seem to mind that the uh, their defense so much actually. Well, but, what's um, tricky their, about their run defense is obviously the, great. What's but. tricky about DVOA is if something changes drastically, like it did for Tennessee, like it less drastically, but still has for Philadelphia, where their line is is clearly not a top two line like it was when the season started. So yeah. Um, you know, the line is, is average now. It's a league average line. Like, that, so what's their strength? What's well, it? but hold on. So DVOA does have, you know, they do weighted DVOA, yeah. which is how the team's playing right now yeah. as opposed to over the whole season, mm-hmm. the recent games. Tennessee is 16 in weighted DVOA as well. They're exactly Okay, the so maybe maybe Titans, you got to show us something and beat someone. I don't know if that's going to be Oakland, though. Like, I mean, they might beat them, but I don't know if that's a win that means anything after Oakland just got destroyed by yeah. the Jets and lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, Oakland's not looking great right now. Um, all right, so you have uh, Baltimore going into Buffalo and winning, though, right? Yes. Okay, so that whole conversation was moved. Mm-hmm. All right, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, we, you know, we both were on Cincinnati to beat the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland. I don't know what what to, to say about Cleveland anymore at this point. I I, I assume they're going to have to win this game, but eight and a half points is too much. I'm taking those points. If they lose this game, I think Freddie goes. Freddie goes. Uh, Thirteen games into his first season, it might be. I, I think I think you'd have. Yeah. They, ha- they at least have. They have a conversation. I mean, they're still very much alive. Is the issue if they lose right? to Cincinnati on Sunday? No, 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 no. No, it, uh, I'm saying if they win. Yeah. Yeah, if they lose. No, I think they should be trying hard. Otherwise, I'd pick the Bengals to win. Because a Browns team that quits is a frightening proposition. Like, they could lose by (laughs) 1,000. You know? So, no, I'm assuming they're going to. But, yeah. First of all, I mean, I assume Baker's playing, but he's he's not 100%, right? The fact that Freddie wore that T-shirt, by the way, and then, like, went and took pictures, it's just, it's insane. Like, you're a head coach, you know? No, I agree. You can't get your, it's fine for a player to do it, but, like, you can't. Oh, for sure. It's entertaining. Like like the the, the linemen for the Steelers were saying, like, as a coach, you can't get your players in trouble. Like, we're going to beat you up. I yeah. hate that attitude because it's like, well, you weren't going to try hard beforehand. But, like, there are going to yeah. be a lot of kicking and punching after the whistle and stuff in a game, obviously, like yeah. Cleveland-Pittsburgh. So I but, agree. But let, let, let's talk it. about Cleveland for a second. They're 5-7 and seven right now. Mm-hmm. They're playing at home against Cincy. They're okay. playing at Arizona the next week, yeah. which is, you know, a very winnable Toss game. Up, but yeah. you know, they're playing Cincy again in Week 17. Yeah. And what's their Week 16 game? Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Baltimore. Okay. That's a tough one. Yeah. But they but you know, they should win three out of four, and that gets them to eight and eight. And eight and eight's in the conversation. I don't think eight and eight will get in. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying all season eight and eight could make it in the AFC and eleven and five could miss it in the NFC. Yeah, but now that's know, not I, gonna I, happen. Well, I, I, well obviously I mean, eleven I and five can't literally cannot miss it anymore in the NFC, right? Why? 
who can the, who, the Rams went out. Oh, if the Rams if the Rams went out and every okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the six I think there will be six teams in the NFC with with a dozen wins. Certainly with eleven. You wins. think there will be six teams with a dozen wins? Well, no, five. Excuse me, because yeah, yeah. the, nobody's the AFC, winning the, the six, NFC. Twelve in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. NFC yeah but I mean, but I mean, the Vikings, Packers, San Francisco, and and Seattle okay. are all going to win at least eleven. And maybe yeah. so. I'm I'm picking Cleveland right. in that game, and Green Bay. I'm picking to beat Washington. We don't really really yeah. need to talk about that. hot take there. Yeah, and Vikings to beat Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need to talk about that one. All right, San Francisco at New Orleans, monster monster game here. You know, New Orleans is very lucky. Unlike you know the Vikings, Packers, Seahawks, and San Francisco, they don't have any d- divisional rivals. They 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 clinched their division on Thanksgiving, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this Patriots was a division that, that people yeah people, people thought were, was the best in football, the deepest. Yeah, but but the Patriots the Patriots clinching their division by Thanksgiving is like the normal right. expected thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they obviously haven't yet because of the Bills. But the Saints doing it that early, I think, really shocked everybody. So they're very lucky because they don't have the risk of dropping to the five or the six the way that San Francisco does. I mean, San Francisco currently is in the five spot. So this game means a lot more to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked very good. I mean, you know, they, they they did a pretty good job shutting down Lamar last week. Yeah, no, the Niners definitely looked good. If you could, you know, if a, a yeah. sort of moral victory, then they had it. They were yeah. even to Baltimore. I mean, that's the game. Any kicker other than Justin Tucker, you know, my, that's the, that's not an automatic field goal, a 49-yard or whatever. I don't think the, ch- the Saints are in, like, we're not trying hard yet mode because we won the division. Maybe in week 16, well, no, but not now. No, no, they, they have to keep trying because yeah. they need that bye. Yeah. Right, as I said, you know. Well, the, the coach is going to try. I'm saying, well, the players, you know, the players get less motivated for things like that possibly than. Mm, I think a bye is more valuable to players than the coaches. That's true. You know, that is these true. guys need to rest their bones. That's true. You know. Especially, um, you know, when you got a forty-year-old quarterback, I don't know. I, I sort of lean. I would not put any real money on this game, uh, but I sort. I'm sort of leaning what about towards a fake billion. A fake billion? No, I'm not. Would not even fake money. I'm not. Uh, but I'm leaning San Francisco to win or just to cover? to win. I I think that this. I think that this game. First of all, there's nine one o'clock, four four o'clock games, which is much better than we've had yeah. the last few weeks. This is like as good a one o'clock game as I can remember in a few years. Well, Baltimore last week against San Francisco was a one o'clock game. Also, that's true. That is true. Baltimore. That was another dynamite yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of dynamite games these last few weeks. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to pick New Orleans to win, but I would definitely give the points for the same reason, which is you said, which is this is really a toss-up game. And I think on a neutral field, I'd favor San Francisco a little bit. Mm-hmm. That defense, you know, they had that little swoon for three weeks in the two Arizona games sandwiched around the Seattle loss at home, but. Uh, and even and even that game, they, their defense played pretty good. But San Francisco's defense looks ferocious right now. I said before the season that as a Vikings fan, I was more afraid of the Bears than anybody else, mm-hmm. including even like the Chiefs, because I just I was afraid of a good defense. The Vikings' offense has been better than expected, so I'm less afraid. But the team I am most afraid of is San Francisco in the NFC for sure. Let me ask you a question, and it's because of that defense. Jimmy G doesn't scare me at all. Their running game is good, but you know, I'm, that, that doesn't. It's just it's their defense that really terrifies me. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. ESPN gets Monday Night Football. They pay like a billion something dollars a year for it. What if they got one super flex game where they could flex in a one game that's, you know, a one o'clock Sunday that's not the primetime game and move the Monday game back to Sunday or just keep it as like a second game nobody watches? Well, Wouldn't that be exciting? Any propo- the issue with any proposal like this is you're saying they're paying an extra billion, but then on the other end... No, I don't say they're, they're paying an extra billion. I say they pay a billion. They should get access to this. Like, they should include this in oh. their next contract. Yeah, but but, but it's, it's a zero-sum game. Any game they get is a game that another network is losing. No, because who would care? Even if, even if like, you could protect your number one game, and it's it wouldn't really happen this week because the Giants-Eagles is a, is a pretty decent TV game, even though it only matters for one team. No, it's not. 
That's a garbage game. Nobody, Eli Manning is going to be playing. That's, on a that Night makes game people want to watch more. You're going to watch more to see oh what Eli God. has left after he thought he was retired. I can tell you what Eli has left. Nothing. No, the I mean, the game matters for the Eagles. Giants fans are loyal and will still watch this game. This is going to do big numbers. The Eagles are losing to the Dolphins, all right? Like, this game is completely meaningless. The Eagles are still in the division race. This is, this is, that, yeah, I know. I, I and also, it's that. fantasy this playoffs. Is, like, people have, you know, Saquon or oh, whatever. Oh, people have tons of guys on the Giants and Eagles. I mean, like, Saquon Barkley. fantasy relevant player. Carson okay, Wentz. That's one. By the way, if you Doesn't own Saquon Barkley, you didn't make the playoffs. But that's you didn't true. make the playoffs because you spent a ton of money or a number one pick on him. True. So, yeah. And you don't like, so you don't like my idea. Relevant. Like, even this week. So, it's like Buffalo, Baltimore, or New Orleans, San Francisco. Not, not that see they wouldn't flex them. That's what you, that's like what I'm saying. But it's just the the idea that they would have the option because there have been years where like Monday Night Football is just trash and the game doesn't matter. And then what do you do? Yeah, I mean this is a, this is a pretty bad Monday Night game, but we'll get there. All right, so San Francisco, you're picking. I'm picking New Orleans. Win. Miami at the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets coming off a bad loss. Dolphins coming off a good win. I'm still gonna pick the Jets, but uh, five and a half points is a little bit too much, I think. It is too much. The Dolphins just beat the Jets, and the the Jets are really bad. And the Jets yeah. coach sucks. I mean, you saw what happened. Like Jets fans have been talking about this for six weeks. But Adam Gase blamed everything in Miami on Ryan Tannehill. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Who, and who Ryan like Tannehill's like the MVP of the league this year. Yeah. <laughs> the last six weeks. The, Je- yeah. the Dolphins were last in pace, which means like time it takes to play. Yeah. Uh, for the two, the two years he was there, yeah. Gase, and he said, yeah, Tannehill's really slow moving. And now the Titans are incredibly fast, or not incredibly fast, but like a normal team. And the Jets are, yeah. again, for the third straight year, the slowest-paced team in the NFL. Now, to be fair, Derrick Henry has also gone completely insane the last month. Yes, with absolutely. So, which has helped. By the way, the, yeah, the other Monday yeah, night games, it's not, it's not there's no games. flexing Monday Dude. night this year because Green Bay, Minnesota, and New Orleans, Indy are both pretty good games. Yeah. Now, there's no circumstance in which Gase could be fired this year, right? I mean, the, the fake owner said... Really, what we need is Trump to be impeached. Is the, fa- the fake owner is Woody's brother. We, yes, we need Trump to be okay. impeached. Not for political reasons. We need Trump to be impeached <laughs> yeah. because then maybe Mike Pence puts his own friends in ambassadorships. The Jets ambassador to the, the owners, the ambassador of the UK, he comes back and he needs to put his stamp on the team. So he fires. It's like succession. Like he fires his idiot brothers. But you want, I mean, because Woody is not exactly like, like a brilliant owner here, but you're saying relative to his brother, he is. People thought, because like Christopher Johnson was kind of woke and like he would, you know, he, he really cares. Um, but I don't know if Woody Johnson's ever had a conversation with his brother in his life. Like, I think he, I think he's, I'm serious. Like, I don't know if they've ever been in the same room. They're like 10 years apart. Woody's got like a weird family story, if you remember when he became the owner. Um, no. His, his, I don't know, his daughter was like dating Tila Tequila and then she was found dead in a pool. Um, the daughter or Tila Tequila? No, Tila Tequila, if only. No, Christopher Johnson. Tila Tequila became a Nazi. Yeah, right? she became a Nazi after her. Yeah. After, uh, yes. Um, Wasn't she dating Sean Merriman at one point? I don't know. Sean Merriman was supposed to be in the WWE. What happened to that? Yeah, he seemed like a WWE kind uh-huh. of guy. Um, yeah, the WWE should it. really like capitalize on more NFL people. Yeah, yeah. These guys have high profiles. They, yeah, they have no bring, job bring in, like, the second they're done. Bring in Kyle Turley and Richie Incognito. A hundred percent. That's guys. a great tag team. Kyle Turley and Richie yeah. Incognito. I mean, those guys would actually, I think, like be the that would Pouncey be crazy. Brothers. <laughs> the problem is these guys wouldn't realize it's fake. Oh no, for sure. They yeah, you, yeah. They'd start. They'd start people. actually beating people, saying like insane things, and getting yeah, it would yeah. be bad. Yeah, but uh, that is but a funny idea, Kyle Turley. Yeah. Are you bringing, are you picking the Jets to win at home? By the way, no, the Jets are so bad. The Dolphins are going to win. <laughs> they're going to lose. They're going to get swept by the Dolphins yeah, in a season. Sure, the Dolphins are trying to lose. Sure, is is Brian Flores going to get coached? I think the if they win this game, he's going to get some buzz. 
He should. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, Indy at Tampa Bay. Boy, the fortunes have changed in these two teams in the last two weeks. The Colts are marching to the playoffs, a couple bad losses in a row. And Tampa, meanwhile, Jameis, you know, okay, sure, he throws two picks a week. But other than that, he looks pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, Brissett has fallen back has to Jameis earth. Has Jameis earned himself a, uh, on earth. To, stay in t- to stay in Tampa? I don't know. There's, there's so many musical chairs. I would not – This I would have wanted to be without a quarterback. I don't know. I don't know if you want to be with – I guess you do want to be with that one this year, if ever. I mean, but who, who's Tampa going to bring in? Bridgewater? I mean, who, who, who's Tampa realistically going to bring Well, I want the Winston in? for Mariota swap. That's what we all want. Yeah, but I just don't. I mean, James I mean, is better than Mariota at this point. At this, well, yeah, because Mariota's not even playing. Yeah, but I mean, but you, you know, you you count Mariota. And I, I think Mariota got a little bit of a bad rap. I think. Yeah, he's but, he's. Um, I mean, listen, if Mariota's on the start next year, he's the best backup in the league. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's better. Not this year, but he's better on paper than Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. All right, so India, Tampa. I'm going to pick Tampa to win. I think I'm Tampa really also. I'm picking them to cover yeah. also. Just th- they're going in the right direction yeah. right now. And Indy also, Indy does The truth is, we're, so. you know, I'm blaming Jacoby Brissett, but they had the, the worst receiving situation in the league last week, and that might continue this week. Yeah, now, yeah, they need T.Y. Hilton back. Now, I had said uh, weeks ago that I put the over-under on Daniel Jones' career at Andy Dalton, and I think we both took the under. I'm going to ask another question. Is it possible that the best game of, of Daniel Jones' career will end up being the first game of his career? That would be amazing. Um, I mean, he. What he about Lonnie Walker for the Spurs last night? Could that be like the yeah. first time we ever played? And well, that's, that's not even going to count anymore, though. You think you really think that's going to get overturned? Is that realistic? I think they have to. You think they have to overturn? Isn't it a judgment call? It's not like if Shaq fouls out. It's not. A, the, it's not a judgment whether the dunk like the ball was completely through the hoop, went around the hoop a second. But time. But the referees just didn't see it. For like, those who don't know what we're talking about, yeah. the Spurs and Rockets play just this ridiculous, epic double overtime game in which. Um, well, I'll start with Clint Capella, of course, my boy. He put up 22 and 20 and I think went 9 for 9 from the field. James Harden shot, I think, 11 for 38, yes. but shot 24 for 24 yeah. from the free throw line. It was very good for my dropped 50 team. points. Yeah. And, and I'm saying this as if I'm reading off the box score. I just know it by heart. Russell Westbrook went, shot, what, like 9 for 30 or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. He, he had a very bad game. Um, anyways, but at one point, Harden, was with like seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, is on a fast break by himself, dunks the ball, dunks it so hard that it sort of gets wrapped up in the net and goes around a second time. And, and the refs called it as that, that it didn't go in the hoop. Yeah, how what's, – what's the – I was not watching that. What is the challenge rule in that situation? Why can't the ref stop the game so, and look at it? Yeah, so I don't well, – yeah, why that's not reviewable – like there should be nothing more reviewable than – did a ball right it's like the basic that be the yeah. easiest thing in the world. now it rarely yeah. comes into so, place you don't even have to worry about it being like a yeah. time constraint 99 yeah, percent. yeah it's not even like like what the nfl having fixed packs interference is going to have a whole bunch of like you know unforeseen consequences like ball go through hoop is very straightforward i'm surprised it wasn't reviewable before maybe just because it was too obvious that they even thought it was necessary yeah may, sometimes things become reviewable by by just happening and, and then you yeah. think like all right so um but yeah so so, yeah, so, so, the, so, so the, i think what they have to do though is they have to replay the game from the seven minute mark and we've seen this happen before. well how many what were they up by when he dunks the ball it was a tie game okay i think it was either a tie game and the dunk made them up two or they were up two and the dunk would have made them up four um it would be pretty deflating as a spurs fan if they have to play it again yeah it was a great win by the spurs yeah, I mean, the truth is the Spurs, you know, got off to this horrible start with the easiest record in DeMar the NBA. DeMar DeRozan, the last 15 seconds of the game was phenomenal. Well, DeRozan offensively has been incredible for a month. Yeah, he, he, he with six seconds to go, they get a steal, and he drives for a game win. They're down one at the time. Uh, he drives for a, a game-winning shot, gets fouled, hits the free throws, are up one. And then the other way, with three seconds to go, Harden drives into the basket, and, and DeRozan took the, took the charge mm-hmm. to win the game. Yeah, of the guys uh, scoring, I, what was, I think it's like 19 or more, 
there's only two guys who are shooting 51% or, or better from from the field, and it's DeRozan and, I guess, probably Giannis, who's like 58 Yeah, Giannis is way over that. Um, but, but, yeah, well, see, DeRozan's been Luka's playing very— No. No, Luca shoots that, that, like forty threes a game. How could it be at fifty two percent? Well, that well, that's what I'm saying. It's a little misleading though because you got to look at true shooting percentage. Yeah, because these guys are all shooting. Yeah, but the point is like DeRozan. DeRozan so. has been really yeah. efficient, uh, and yeah. then they didn't have Lamarcus Aldridge. So the Spurs always redshirt their rookies ninety nine percent of the time. It's a complete redshirt. You get to play yeah. in the G League. They like you're not gonna Pavic is not gonna trust you defensively. But hold on, Aldridge is on the active roster. He was just hurt. Yeah, yeah, right? he missed. He's just missed the last two games. Uh, and the f- okay, so so then if they replay this game, they get Aldridge for the last seven. Minutes. Uh, yes, they would get Aldridge probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the unless they replay, I mean, yeah, they, they play again very now, soon. Now there's been circumstances where guys played in for in the same game for both teams because guys were traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you the think they would the, the Rockets would trade Harden to the Spurs for Patty Mills? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so, I like Patty Mills' hair, by the yeah, way. It I is like great. What you got going on there. Um, yeah. You know, you All know right, what they. No, so so the so Lonnie Walker from Miami, who's also got crazy hair, has had a. Um, Isn't he Lonnie Walker the fourth? Lonnie Walker the fourth. Um, yeah. They game of his career. Yeah, he he did. He had a complete redshirt year, and then looked like he was going to redshirt maybe again this year. And then the Spurs were so desperate because they were down sixteen after three in this game that he just put in the scrubs. And Lonnie Walker brought them back and had twenty nine points. But maybe he never has another game like that the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean Derek White had thirty five in the playoffs last year. I don't see Derek White having thirty five yeah. anytime soon either. So who knows? Yeah, Lonnie Walker. Uh, I'm trying to find out. Uh... Find out who Lonnie Walker three two and yeah. One see, you I I do think like half the time when you see like Antoine Winfield Jr. like. It is a guy like, oh, yeah, I remember that person. Like, if they're using a name Junior and people are actually calling him that, like, you remember their dad. But I don't I don't know if there were any uh, Lonnie Walkers that that we should know about. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's at least three oh, that we should know about. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, all right. So, um, Denver at – wait, India-Tampa. You're picking Tampa also, right? I think you said. Yes. All right. Uh, are there any billion-dollar picks yet for you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick um, uh, Chicago as my billion-dollar pick over Dallas on the Thursday night game. To cover, or you want some money line action? Uh, no, I'm going to pick them to cover. What's the line? The, co- the line is three is what we have it at. Okay, I'm going to go with $200 million there. All right, so you're uh, stealing my thunder because I said I was thinking about that, but I hadn't done it yet. So. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. So uh, $200 million for you, uh, Chicago plus three. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Denver at Houston. This line, we have it at seven and a half. Now it's gone all the way up to, I think, eight and a half or even nine. What do you think of Drew Locke? Drew Locke, he... Well, look, Brandon Allen looked good in his first two games and then fell apart. True. So it's a little early. Obviously, Locke has more of upside than Brandon Allen. He looked pretty good, I thought, in his first game. Good enough to get the win anyway. I do wonder, like, uh, what is Denver going to do next year? Are they just going to, like, lock with Allen as a backup? Do they – because they're not going to have, like, a top well, five Well, they're, they're going to see another four games of Locke before they have to make that decision. True. But that so would be we'll an see. impossible call right now. Because, I mean, not impossible, but like, do you might have to risk some real quarterback capital, which obviously. Well, I mean, a lot of people do. have been theorized that, that that could be a location for Cam Newton. He's tall. Yeah. Right, John Elway likes his tall quarterbacks. Yeah. I just don't know. I'm not so sure if, if Elway's going to like Cam Newton. I can't put my finger on. It. I don't know. <laughs> um, I uh, Houston. I like Houston over Denver. Yeah, I don't like this line though. People are overacting a little bit by Houston's big win against the Patriots. Uh, no, Houston's right. fine. I mean, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, did I predict? I I know I had Houston and New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Who did I have winning? I don't remember. Someone tell me who I had Someone, winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jacksonville hosting the Chargers. These are like the opposite coast versions of the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that they have no real fans. They ran. They don't have a home field advantage. They travel all over the place for all their games. They randomly win and lose games with no logic whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 
the Chargers being two and a half point favorites in Jacksonville, this makes no sense. We all thought, almost everybody thought Jacksonville would be favored here. Uh, John John obviously got it exactly correct. So good job by him. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I wouldn't put money on this because it's just too much of a toss up. Mm-hmm. But you know the Chargers find a way to lose every week. I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win. Uh, there's just something wrong with Jacksonville right now. I agree. Like on paper, this is but a there's very not something game. wrong with the Chargers. Oh, there is. They were talking about benching Philip. Yeah, Rivers that was last wild. Week. That was that was a wild report. Um, yeah. I got the Chargers winning this game, but no, with no degree of confidence. Yeah, it's a, it's a lo- and we are literally putting our games in confidence pool at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Tennessee and Oakland, two teams headed in completely the opposite directions. Oakland early in the year looks like the worst team in the league, or one of them. Then they go into Baltimore, which has got to be one of the craziest outcomes of the season, mm-hmm. right? And maybe ever, depending on what happens the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, and and all of a sudden they're riding high, and all like the Gruden fans are on, like are attacking all the normal people on Twitter and whatnot. And then they, they they just blow out after blow out. They're completely falling apart. Meanwhile, Tennessee going on the road, pulling out big wins. So uh, Tennessee favored by two and a half in Oakland. Uh, Tennessee. I still have Tennessee covering and winning. Yeah, I'm just I'm I, I, Tennessee's the better team. I'm gonna pick Oakland just because I think the Tennessee hype has gotten a little bit too high. Like Tennessee's gotten a little bit lucky in a couple of these games. You know, one turnover goes the other way. And and Oakland obviously luck has not been involved. They've been getting blown out. But uh, Derek Carr, who you've been hating on all year, he he was looking good. Their offense was looking good better uh, earlier in the season. Tennessee's, you know, I don't know. I I I'm, I I do think Tennessee's a better team, but I'm picking Oakland. In this okay, game. that's not crazy. Yeah. All right. Kansas City at New England. Phenomenal game. Uh, rematch of the What's AFC the line title again? game last year. Uh, Patriots are favored by three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you know what. Two Chiefs are gonna win. Two hundred million on the Chiefs for me. Yeah. Oh wow. We're we're out of simpatico mm-hmm. here. Uh, you you have them winning also, or you just want them to cover? No, I'm gonna have them. Uh, what would I get for what would I get for them winning? I'm not looking at the money. Okay, line now. fine. You're getting probably plus one thirty yeah. or something. To no, I like I'm even numbers, numbers here. Up. So let's go with. Uh, yeah. Let's go with. Um... All right, but but we're both picking Kansas City to win the game, right? Yeah. Let's go. I'm just yeah. two hundred million on them to win. Yeah, and it's just New England's defense is very good, but can't, can't. And by the way, Kansas City's offense has not looked great, even you know the last couple games with Mahomes and since he came back, they haven't been that impressive. Mm-hmm. But New England's offense right now is just giving us nothing. New England's offense is giving us nothing. Yeah, I agree. So Manish Mehta, the world's greatest troll, uh, for <laughs> this past week's game, they put the cover of the New York Daily News that Darnold is the best quarterback in the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're amazing trolls. They're unbelievable at it. Yeah, um, well done. So, I mean, it is that. somehow, like, it might be true. Like, not because he's been good, because they did not get in the red zone against the worst team in the NFL last week, which is yeah, not, not ideal. ideal. I mean, it it's was... funny that Brady throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, Dalton, uh, the Dalton Light, or Darnold. excuse me, Darnold gets destroyed in Cincinnati, yeah. and yet Darnold's the best. Yeah. Now, uh, Pro Football Focus loved what Darnold did, by the way. Josh Allen, actually. Pro Football Focus, again, oh. says Darnold is, you know, I think, like, the second or third best quarterback the last four weeks. Like, oh, my God. All right. They love him. We'll see. They always love him. Yeah. They love him. Listen, he threw a lot of nice balls that were dropped, uh, and he was he had, like, point eight oh oh eight seconds to throw every play but still you got to get you got to get in the red zone once against the 0 and 11 team just one time one yes. red zone trip mm-hmm. then you have to score a touchdown yeah. you can miss the field goal from 35 yeah. yards uh pittsburgh yeah. and arizona that's arizona's the only a- nfc team playing at at uh, 11 o'clock oddly at one at four o'clock i mean um yeah 11 o'clock here uh, uh this is a weird game pittsburgh arizona yeah, I've switched back and forth on this one. You know, I do like my season-long predictions, mm-hmm. and then every, and then every week I go look at the future games. This game, every week I've been switching back and forth. Like in week three, I had Pittsburgh winning, and then in week four, I had Arizona winning. I've been going back and forth on this one. You update those every sure. week. 
Yeah, God update them. Oh, man. Does I'd say your poor you? family, but, like, my poor family, too. <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, my un- my great-uncle uh, Richard Chester on Twitter yeah. tweeting out uh, obscure baseball stats? Yeah. Love it. By the way, I didn't get any response from him. Oh, you you tweeted Tim and he and he did nothing. Yeah, but but he he's a, an older gentleman. I don't know if he knows how to. Sometimes use I'll do that. Like I tweeted, uh, like when I tweeted a picture and somebody he, said he could be like Rudy. He'll start like accidentally calling me at two in the morning. It's possible. Like when yeah. somebody um, when I when I tag somebody, you can't to, audio DM somebody on Twitter. No, that is weird, right? That you can't. Like there should be there should be voice uh, DMs on on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it is annoying that there's not. <laughs> Yo, this is no, no search. Sometimes, like, if there were, someone actually. will DM me an idea for Robin Akiva, and, um, like, and I'll okay, fine. I don't write it down, and then I look for it, and there's no way to find it. You cannot, you cannot search DMs, and you cannot scroll up even within a DM. Like, if somebody said something to you in 2017, you'd have to physically scroll up for for an hour, an hour yeah. if you DM with that person yeah. often. Well, who's using DM as their main mode of communication? I have the, there's a lot of people that I like my main mode of communication is, is yeah. via DM. A lot of people in the Renap world do actually. Is that true? The, the the high school, yeah, the high school kid. Um, everybody who's been contacting me for episodes of Renap, I guess. Well, you know about the master Renap now. Obviously, I won't say mm-hmm. if there's any others, but they always communicate. There's that others. Jeez. The, yeah. Well, you know what's on your wheel, don't you? I guess you don't know what, what? I'm involved with. Or, I um, mean, I, the constitu- I, I'm sure the you. Constitution guy just sent it to me this week. Oh, he said because I sent it to you today. Yeah, you sent it to me. He already sent. it oh, to me. Oh, he did. It's um, it, it's uh, it's got some work. Are you going to work on it? Bad. Uh, I mean, I, I got to finish the freaking beer podcast first. Okay, so. yeah, that's more important. I agree. <laughs> I got a lot of homework assignments at the moment. Um, I don't think I've ever. Why well, have I ever submitted an idea? Well, of course, I've never submitted an idea to Renap, right? Mm-hmm. But why would I? If I have an idea, I'd rather use it here. So, are you falling asleep? Where? No, I. Uh, you have an idea that you submitted to Renap? Sorry, I was. Uh, no, I said I. Yeah, you're not listening. At all. I said I never have, and should. I said, well, why would I? Because if I had an idea, I just use it here. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although you did steal the the um, the, the the TV show theme song bracket. I, I didn't guess. steal it. You were the star of that show. Yeah, I but, do but think the you, three the, most sort of like s- requested transferred it to another. Podcast. Maybe the three biggest highlights of like the whole, like the three most requested things in like what should be on the R- Rob does the best of on RHP. Yeah, and you're I think in all three because one is the you sing the Men in Black song, <laughs> two is uh, my different stroke stroke. Where, where you're yeah. on the you're you know you're in the background there. I still don't know what that joke was because I missed it during while we were recording. Okay, it was very funny. You should you should go back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then uh. And then number three was so, somebody in the WhatsApp group or or Facebook. Somebody tell me what exactly Akiva's joke about what different strokes was because I've heard it referenced eight thousand times and I've no idea what it was. Not, what's the third one? What was the other thing that you're a part of? Oh, when I got thrown out of the ring. Oh yeah, and when you got thrown out of the ring, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've only yeah. been on the podcast the once this year. But you're somehow involved yeah. in the three most iconic moments. Of- I, I have a good, uh, I have a good uh, PR. Your PR is is like your your OPS yeah. is four thousand. Every time you yeah, come to the plate, you hit a grand. It's like a grand slam. Even yeah. even if somehow you're you, well, you it's, walk. It's not that I hit score. a grand slam. It's somebody hitting a grand slam. Off yeah, you're. Me. Oh like, yeah, you're plus I'm, minus. Your plus minus is like plus ten billion right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's not. I'm, I'm more the victim of these sources. But anyways, it doesn't matter. All right, um, all right. So what game were we talking about? Oh, we we're talking about Pittsburgh, Arizona. What's your pick on this game? It was really tough. I think this is the hardest game of the week. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go with Pittsburgh, though. I don't know if Kyler is going to like. I was thinking, like, do I bench Kyler and play? Right? Would you play Tannehill or Kyler in in a fantasy playoff this week? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I um, that is a tough one. You have to pick one of the two. Well, I have a third quarterback also. I think I pick Tannehill because Oakland's defense scares. Uh, me you could also bench Jameis against um, uh, who's Tampa playing? Indy. 
against Indy, but I, yeah. I think I'd, I don't know. I don't know. Jameis is throwing for 350 yards every week. Yeah. Right? I mean, his his basement, Jameis, is like minus 12, but, you know, that's, yeah. it, it's, he's not. Depends gonna, how many yeah. points you get for, yeah, for an interception. Mm-hmm. No, that's right, minus so, two. He's, his basement is throwing six interceptions, getting pulled. Yeah. All right. So Pittsburgh and Arizona. You're going to pick Pittsburgh to win. I guess just to be contrary, I'll pick Arizona. Okay. This is this is just an impossible game though to pick. I mm-hmm. think. And yeah, don't 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 put money on this. Stay away from this one. All right, Seattle at the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was even before I was surprised to see that, and so were all of us. I guess you, me, Simmons, Sal, a bunch of the listeners, all had the Rams favored in this game. Seattle finds a way to pull every single game out of their tuchus. Every single game is. Wait, a close can I tell game. you an amazing? Even when they're winning by seventeen yeah. points in the fourth quarter, it's a close I'm, game. To pull I'm out picking the tuchus. Seahawks here. Are you not picking the Seahawks? Well, as a pessimistic Vikings fan, I'm picking the Rams because I'm just telling you right now the bit where the Vikings are going to miss the playoffs. I just see it happening. Okay. So, uh, I, I, so I have the ESPN weekly schedule up, and they always have like ticket prices, like an ad, sort of mini ad, like link to a ticket site. Yeah. So, what game do you think is the most expensive tickets this week? Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Um, I guess because you're asking, it's the Rams game. No, so the Rams game. No, because they play in a huge stadium with no fans. So the Ra- right. Yeah. So the Rams is forty. I mean, it should be. It should be the Pats game. That's an amazing. Right. Game. So the Pats game is one sixty eight. That's a high ticket. Yeah. The yeah. number of the Saints two hundred two against the Niners. Yeah, that's another great. game. And there's only the and uh, Oakland is one thirteen, but there's only a couple Oakland home games left. So that you know, and it's yeah, a big ever. game that makes sense. Yeah. There's only one other game that's like above the eighties. If I give you ten more guesses, you wouldn't get it. Based <laughs> no, on the home team, the Arizona Cardinals, who have no fans. <laughs> Hosting the Steelers. The whole Pittsburgh must be flying to this game. You can't get in for under 159 in freaking Arizona yeah. to, uh, to uh, what are they, 4 and 8? Or yeah, 3 no, and 9? got a tie in there. Oh, yeah, 3, yeah. 8 and 1? What are the Cardinals? What's the Cardinals' record? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, th- and that's crazy. The Steelers fans travel. You know, you talk about, like, the Cowboys, like, they, they say, like, 20% or 18% of all football fans are Cowboys fans. They Their games do much better on TV than any other team. It's true. But the Steelers fans travel better than the Cowboys fans. It's a home game yeah, wherever I mean, they I've go. I've met many. I know a lot more Cowboys fans. 100% because all of our dad's and friends know, were, became Cowboys friends if they didn't have a but team. But I know more people from Pittsburgh than Dallas. Well, we, we grew up much closer to Pittsburgh than Dallas, plus the, you know, the, yeah. the Dallas Orthodox community is pretty small. Yeah. Uh, all right. Monday Night Dallas. Football. Eagles-Giants. Eli Manning. Did that move the line? <sighs> Are they like the Giants plus 25 now? I don't even know which way would it even move. Yeah, because Daniel Jones has not been, you know, good either. So. Tell me if you like this tweet, the top tweet on my timeline. Nick Weiger from Doughboys. Bill Simmons yeah. has seen six movies. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, yeah, I will say, did, have you seen The Irishman? Yes. Have you? Yeah. So let's let's predict this game and then we can talk about it. Okay. Well, hold on. I, I forgot I wanted to complain about Bill Simmons' insane NBA idea on his podcast last night. Did you hear? Can it? you can you do it on the Patreon episode because we're running long here? Uh, fine, I'll do it on the. Okay, so go to the Patreon episode to hear me complain about Bill Simmons' idiotic. Idea. Yeah, fine. just because we need something there because that's only MLB. So there has to be like something yeah. to you know if someone doesn't like All baseball right. there. Okay. Uh, so I have the, uh, what's so the Eagles we'll line? The Eagles obviously. Now I don't know what my billion dollar picks going to be because the two games I wanted you preempted me. And no, you could them, pick them. Was... We don't have to be Mike and Mike. We're not allowed to pick the same game. All right, fine. So I'm gonna. You have two hundred million on the Bears, two hundred million on the Chiefs. No, I'm not, I'm not going to bet the same thing. It doesn't make any sense. I'll think of something. I'll post it in the Facebook group. Okay. I'll figure it out. All right. So, w- once again, congratulations to uh, – and yeah. So, if you haven't seen The Irishman and you want to, we're going to start talking about that in a second so you can stop listening. Congratulations to Brett 
uh, who beat all the listeners in guessing the lines. Congratulations to my ops, John John, who finished second, even though he was ten and a half points off on his Bucks favorite thirteen and a half at home. Um, and uh, a tough week for Keeve, a uh, tougher week for. Uh, for for Lawson, Connor Walsh, Amir Bednar, Joel Ice, those are the guys at the bottom of the pool. Mm. So Fairloon, New uh, Jersey does not produce big good line pickers. Amir and well, Joel Ice did very well last week though. But uh, yeah, but again, like Amir picked Washington to be favored and Detroit to be favored both by thirteen. So he's got to figure out his home and roads. Mm-hmm. And he picked Denver to be favored by seven and a half. So uh, okay. that's a uh, twenty six thirty. Yeah, he's. What is he? He's like 60 points off of those three games alone. All right, let's talk about the Irishman. What's your take? Um, It's funny because I just listened to Simmons and Sal, and my, a lot of my takes that I was like arguing with people on Twitter yesterday are the same as Bill's, mm-hmm. which is obviously it's too long. You're with me there, right? It's way too long. You could have taken a well, scissor. Every and, but you could have cut 25 no, minutes here it, without it even. Should, it should end when Hoffa gets killed. Of the course. Rest of, the no purpose. of course. Yeah. So I just said this, and someone's like, well, the movie's not about Hoffa. It's about, it's about Frank. It's about De Niro. No, no, no. I understand. Like, but still, it should. Yeah, but nothing happens after that. Yeah. The movie. Every second you keep going, the movie. movie, By the way, by far was the fish, Chucky's fish. Yeah. So you know, so that so obviously it's like a metaphor that you know Chucky doesn't know what he's driving. He just picks things up without asking. Yeah. But it's actually it's actually a real story because Chucky, what he told the FBI. Well, none of this is a real story, but somebody it comes from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the problems with the movie. They they are assuming this book of complete fiction. And they're taking it as it like Kenny. Well, but they're not assuming De Niro and Scorsese. They've all said like this is not the actual story. This is a story. I know, but the movie itself is like, yeah, of course, you know, JFK was shot by the mob, which not one person yeah. on earth who's saying things at this point. Yeah, but the mob likes to take credit for things, so of course the mob thinks that. I know, but it's just another thing that's like you know yeah. glorifying the mob without any sort of like uh, you know, it's like yeah. it's all good. You want fact checking in your movie? Yeah, I want yeah. fact checking. Yeah, I want the stat boy yeah. in the corner. Um, yeah. So anyway, true. so Chucky just to explain the fish thing. He told the FBI that the reason that he had cleaned that he took his he had cleaned his car immediately like that that same day was because he had taken a fish in the car and it smelled bad. Because mm-hmm. the FBI thought it was suspicious. Why did you clean the car? Were you trying to hide? Ah, uh, yeah. It, I'm know? sure they didn't think that was yeah. a lie. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, but it was Ray Lewis funny. also. That's why he he sent his suit yeah. and a fish. The to scene the, the scene where De Niro. So the one part that I couldn't get over was like the CGI, which they were really proud of. Yeah. There was a making of feature on Netflix, which I watched I also. The CGI is awful. Like these guys, this movie should have been made twenty years ago. You can age people up. You cannot age people. Down. I agree. It, like Pesci and De Niro, when they're supposed to be thirty, they look like they're sixty-five still. Yeah. The scene where De Niro kicks the shit yeah. out of the, the everyone's saying on the this. Corner, yeah. Everyone has the same. This book doesn't come within six. Doesn't come with them. You know what they should have done, honestly. Because once they saw the WWF like guy to help with that? No, they should have like either you don't it's from behind and it's not really De Niro. Yeah. Or he goes in the store and beats him up in the store so you can't really see it. We don't yeah. That's what they should have done. Beating up um, Carlo in Godfather was more realistic than this. And that movie was made in the seventies where they had no special effects. These guys are sold. Now that being said, like obviously I, I enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. It'll definitely yeah, be in course. my top ten yeah. of the year. It should have been a miniseries. It should have been a four episode. Yeah, it would have been amazing as a miniseries or even a two part movie. Yeah. And then you could have at least justified yeah. like a drawn out. Ending. Well, I did watch it in two parts. Oh, I watched it I in watched fifty the... parts. Yeah, I know because you kept going over to 90, uh, 90 Day Fiance. I hate to say this, but my wife has been watching that so much that I started to see it in the background and pick up on stuff. A is little your bit. is she up to date? Can you ask Doctor Jen if she's up to date? Because I want to like, I think I need I a group chat with Doctor Jen. Like it wouldn't even be a group chat. It would just be like a, a text group that. I want. Yeah, I you think can text Doctor Jen whatever. You I want. think. I think Doctor Jen and I need to talk about Nine Day Fiance. Okay. Ask her. Yeah. Ask her if, if if she likes Colt or Larissa. I'm not asking her anything. A- you te- ask. Text her and ask her if she likes Colt. Or- you. Text I can't her. text your Why wife you without. It? You need to at least Why? be in the group because it's weird. I text your wife. She all doesn't. The time. You don't text my wife. She. She doesn't <laughs> like me. Who? My wife. Both. Neither of our wives. <laughs> or Rob's my, wife. My wife made you guacamole when you came to my. That house was for me. 
I don't know if it was for you. I don't think it was for me. Made it. Ask her if she likes Colt or Larissa. Colt or Larissa? Do I actually have to send that? Yeah. Okay. Your wife. No, she worked last night, so she's asleep right now. Yeah, so she doesn't have the answer right now. Well, then we're not going to get a live answer. No, we don't have to get a live answer. It was, it's, a, you know, it's for the patron cast. Okay, question has been asked. Last seen today, 7.47 a.m. Yeah, so she's fast asleep. She usually wakes up at like 2.30-ish. All right, are we done with this podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll no no more takes with the Irishman. I mean, if you have anything else, I, I really liked it, but I I could have made a half hour cuts in you know it, I I and I said this before Simmons said it in by lunchtime we would have been out if I had made the cut. Just yeah. Cut off the whole end of the movie. Uh, there are way too many scenes of like Hoffa, you know, not getting the point. But other than that, like there are I don't know. I, it, this, there's no way to win Best Picture Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I've watched it twice already. It's so good. Did you watch? You've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yes, yes. It's so good. Like every scene is amazing and funny, and I, the, the, I will say the dialogue in The Irishman is really good. The acting. Yeah, I mean, so I was the Wolf of Wall Street was on the We Rewatchables podcast mm-hmm. today. Yeah, I was listening to that on the way into work. Yeah, um, and I thought that that movie, like. When you compare that movie to like The Irishman, that movie's so much better. Honestly, it's hilarious. Yeah. it's more entertaining. Yeah, and you'd rewatch it. Like you're never gonna rewatch The Irishman, even like forgetting about the fact that it's long. Like there's not one scene that's like, oh, I have to see this. Whereas Once Upon a Hollywood, there's 50 scenes like that. Wolf of Wall Street, like not just watch it when it's on. Like you, people will go, you know, every day to YouTube and watch the I'm Not Leaving speech. Like there's nothing that comes close to that in in this yeah. movie. But I still loved it. Yeah. It was great. It, it it I'm happy it exists. Like Bill said. Yeah, and, no, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. And the truth is, Pacino's been washed for 15 years, and he was totally yeah. fine in this movie. Pesci's literally been retired for a decade. He's been in three movies since 1998, and he was great. Yeah. And De Niro, who also is, you know... By the way, Pesci, if you watch the Making of feature out on Netflix, yeah. he's got the weirdest goatee situation going on. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like... You're, Pesci's a weird Yeah, movie. you're rich, you're famous. It's weird to retire. Like, these guys are... It's almost, like, more normal that De Niro and Pacino, like, keep coming back for more cash. Well, other other than the you know the the Scorsese you know Casino and Goodfellas, like what has Pesci done really? Oh, like, in he his made career, some really bad movies. Yeah, uh, I went to his IMDb uh, during the movie. He's been in very few movies for a big time actor. Like yeah. his IMDb, I think he's been in twenty something movies. That's very few for like a famous actor. Yeah. By the way, is my is my computer listening to me? Because I typed Joe, and the first one that popped up was Pesci. Oh, you're, yes, odd. yes. Obviously, your computer's listening. All right, let's let's keep this under an hour. <laughs> I'm looking at his filmography here. The Irishman. I'm trying to see what else I'm seeing him in. I mean, some of these are really bad. Uh, Casino, A Bronx Tale. That was a good one. Oh, Home Alone too. I forgot about that. Yeah, and Home Alone. He was a bad guy in that. Right. Uh, my cousin Vinny. Goodfellas. Lethal Weapon. Who's he in Lethal Weapon? Once Upon a Time in America is another movie I like about a lot, by the way. Mm-hmm. Raging Bull. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's enough. All right, Keith. I will talk to you in like five minutes. I think we're recording the other podcast. All right. Bye. Some lights, summertime. I was dreaming you were mine. We were climbing towards the sky. Looked at me, said, I can fly. This world seems that I found you. This world seems new.
you this world seems new no Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community, neighbor to neighbor. It takes a neighborhood.